1: Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you for downloading this special edition of our podcast. To hear more guests each week, make sure you listen to The Best of the Breakfast Show every Sunday at 10 on Virgin Radio. But right now dapper david's over to you
0: our next guest is a man you may be mildly familiar with he gave us hey Jude," and with the release of his new children's picture book he's given us hey Grandude." he wrote a paperback writer and then he became a paperback writer <laughs> ladies and gentlemen please welcome the one the only sir paul mccartney Hey, right. we'll
1: get what out. an introduction <laughs> that's it you're off now
0: he's gone <laughs> <laughs> never called me mother
1: Right. Hey, grand dude. Um, from one grand dude to another, um, mm. when did all this come about then?
0: One of my grandchildren called me grand dude. Right. He said, hey, grand dude. And I thought, oh, that is good. That's original. And we all had a laugh. And as I sort of left that day, I thought, that'd be a good character for a kid's book. So I just started writing some stories. And then I had been approached by the publisher's who'd said, you know, that we'd like to do something. And I said, wow, I just (laughs) happened to have a project. So yeah, I'd I'd mentioned this to them and um, that's how it came about. And um, how many grandkids
1: you got, eight is it? I've got eight? Eight. Um, What kind of granddad are you?
0: Terrific. You know, I love them and I love being a granddad and we spend quite a good bit of time together. We don't live near each other. But we go on holiday together, you know, like at Christmas and in the summer, we we'll see each other. And then sometimes me and Nancy pick them up from school, so that's nice.
1: And you, you've always you've always kept it as real as you can, which is not easy in your world, in lots of people's world, worlds, but in particularly mm. in yours. How how normal can you keep it as as a grand dude?
0: Yeah, pretty pretty normal, really. I mean, I think we just do what the other, you know grand dudes do <laughs> uh, uh yeah it, it's good it's great fun you know because you don't know how to do it like parenting it's an ad lib it's the biggest ad lib you know so when grandparenthood comes around it's like okay what do we do here and so i say the joy is like picking them up at school and they love it i don't think it's just us i think it's the ice cream has got something to do with it. So you do all those things, you know, and you can play with them and stuff. And then, as everyone always says, there's the handoff factor. Yeah. He's just pooed his pants, love. <laughs> Here,
1: over to you. And um, back to you. <laughs> hey. But is, is, is it the, the bridge that people talk about, you know, that the grandparents and the kids have so much more in common as mates mm. because
0: the parenthoodness has been taken out? Yeah, well, that is true. You're allowed to spoil them. Yeah. And be yeah. naughty. And, yeah, that's that's really true.
1: My my mum t- took great uh, glee in buying our kids the loudest presents,
0: like a drum kit. Yeah. Things like that. There you go. Yeah. J- yeah. Just to
1: spite me. Yeah. Do you and know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And giving them lots of sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the parents don't give them. Yeah. Well, that, but I think that's the fun of it. And the, and the the parents know that. So it's like, well, you know, we wouldn't give you that. But the granddad can, you know. yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, and Grand Dude, he has... How much do we tell people about what Grant Because he has a superpower, doesn't he?
0: He does. He doesn't mind. You tell him anything <laughs> you
1: like. <laughs> so it's a cross between, like... I think it's a cross between, like, the granddad out of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and mm. Aladdin, because Aladdin had the lamp and he's got his mm, compass. That's and. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah?
0: Exactly. He's got this magic compass. And uh, I was just thinking, actually, because knowing I was going to do this today, because... The, he's done these adventures in this book, but he's having a bit of time off now. <laughs> and the thing is, I realise that compass is self rechargeable. No way. Ooh, get so, out of here. Come on. So he's getting more <laughs> powers as we speak. And
1: uh, you've re- read the audiobook yourself, is that correct? Is, mm. that, is this all done?
0: Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, that's that good to do, you know. And there's some music on there? There is, yeah, because there's one, one picture in there of Grandu playing a guitar. Uh, on one of the adventures. So, yeah, I was was just letting this producer guide me through it because I haven't got a clue. So I'm just reading it like I would read it. And he sort of said, well, a bit more enthusiasm because I always just go, you know, and then he went down the steps. He goes, and then he said, no, no. So I go, and then he went down the steps. He goes, yes. So uh, it was like that until we got to the guitar. And he said, would you uh, play a little... I said, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure I fancy it. Because, you know, it was, now I've got to make something up. Yeah, yeah. Or I've got to play when I'm mature. chair, I don't know. It yeah. just looked a bit complicated. But I said, yeah, go on then. So <laughs> being easily persuaded, <laughs> I then grabbed my guitar and plonked a little bit. So it's, it's nothing much, just a little bit of... It's just something I threw together.
1: Did you record the audiobook at your house then? Uh, no, in my studio. I was going to say, because there was obviously a guitar handy.
0: Yeah, and it was at the studio, and there's a lot of guitars handy there. Which one did you pick up? Martin, Martin, Martin. Do you have a go-to guitar? I've got a very nice Martin acoustic. Right. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> so that was right there.
1: What about, what about you and
0: books as a kid? Yeah, I loved them. You know, and my parents didn't read to us. They didn't read bedtime stories. You know, when I think about it, it was a long time ago, in my case. And what it was, it was... So, therefore, it was right after the war. And what my dad used to do is he, must, he got he had some headphones, probably army surplus, and he connected them up to the radio, which was downstairs, and he went through up to our bedroom, and they allowed us to listen to some radio before we went to bed to send us to sleep. So... So that was good. That was uh, that was the equivalent of our bedtime story. The thing they didn't know was that it was two way, and so, something happened. Maybe they switched it off or something. <laughs> now we could hear them. No
1: way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, so it was a bit of a
1: lark. But you like? I mean, it's often been said you like Rupert Bear. Was he? Was that your no. favourite?
0: Because that the first memory you have
1: of reading yourself.
0: I think you know the annuals that yeah. you used to get every uh, Christmas. So Bino Dandy been out very much dandy bezer do you remember Beza? Beza, eagle eagle yeah i like the eagle i that never was, did eagle well it's a bit be, too serious you, for no, me no you just weren't classy enough <laughs> no, is that what it was yeah you gotta be classy <laughs> to read the eagle dander
1: yeah no I, I, I was aware of dander mm. i just thought and he didn't attract you no he didn't he didn't Chris. No, i didn't I, li- I, I actually liked his look didn't he beef pie? what was it, the pie he used to eat <laughs> was that, <laughs> wasn't that desperate doubt? no that was desperate That wasn't it was it, desperate no no there you go that's how much I and know it was about cow pie it was cow it pie. Was actually had horns sticking oh, out of there it there you go um storytelling so you obviously you've always loved telling stories and, you mm. know and writing songs you know that they are little novellas they're sort of short stories mm. the art of telling a story mm. who, who do you admire from a storytelling point of view like of any writers? Yeah, well, when you were younger, you know, because if you look at the Beatles songs, you look at She Loves You, i Hold Your Hand, they, they were much more, they were sort of a, a single sentiment, you know, a feeling, and then all the songs developed, mm. and then you get to Hey Jude and Let It Be, and you get to uh, The Long and Winding Road, and they, mm. they are, they're sort of epics in a way. Yeah. And you started...
0: It developed, that was one of the nice things about the Beatles, you know, we started off very simply and then learned our trade. But who I liked, I mean, in music, I would say Chuck Berry. Yeah. Was the, as the great poet storyteller
1: and really short songs but again packed so much in, yeah, into them yeah
0: no, his stuff is amazing he's he's one of America's great poets as a kid but well, I liked Treasure Island yeah and that was good you know introduced me to
1: ha ha and did you did you ever think about you know because we talked to Tim Minchin yeah very recently and he had a song he has a song about his wife it 's the most unromantic romantic song of all time because it basically it says that you know they weren 't destined to meet each other th- th- he could have met a thousand women mm. and each- he could have met a thousand men, and he took that thought of um, of things actually being a lot more random than perhaps we might want to romanticize that they are, mm. and he turned it into like eight half hours if you could pick some of your songs would you mm. have you ever thought about developing? Them into a, a bigger story, or
0: no? I don't think so. I tell you the truth, I never thought of it till you just mentioned it. But um, if you were going to do it, there are some nice stories. I mean, I think of Eleanor Rigby. Yes, great. The sort of old. There's lady. loads
1: going on in that again, isn't there?
0: Yeah, and that was based on kind of lonely old ladies that I knew as a kid. Yeah. yeah. So. That kind of thing might work as a story.
1: Because they're they're almost ready-made storyboards. I know the words, not pictures. Mm. But they will say the best words inspire the best pictures, and the best pictures inspire the best words. It's sort of the other way around. Yeah.
0: It's not easy to say when you've had a few, is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. So, Christmas, it's a, you'd like this to be a stocking filler? Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you know, that'd be great. It is being very successful. You know, like I say, I did it for two reasons. Just because, to honour the grandkid who called me granddude yeah. I thought well I'll finish that idea and
1: it's a quite a cool name granddude isn't it I've never yeah. heard it before grand Yeah,
0: yeah no, I'd never heard it before you know I think it's been used before actually yeah and then the main thing for me just the idea of parents or grandparents reading to kids I love the idea that you get that kind of relationship especially at bedtime it's gorgeous I mean, it really is one of the great things isn't yeah. it yeah
1: and, and it uh, hopefully puts the kid in the right frame of mind to have the better dreams as opposed to the nightmares. Yeah. The warmth yeah. and the security of it all.
0: Well, that was one thing I said to them, is, you know, I'd, I'd like it to wind down into sort of, oh, the kids are getting very tired. <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah. And it it does work like that. I'll tell you a crazy thing, though. I don't know if, if uh, you've heard the story, but my grandkids were out where we were on, on the summer holidays. We were out in America. And... Uh, they were staying with us Nancy's very sort of good Like she said well let's have a sleepover so four of them came over and I said well where are we going to do this she said well in our bedroom so I said okay <laughs> hmm. anyway so there they are we've got mattresses and stuff on the floor with them and they're all ready to go to bed there's a four of them in there I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to keep him up with my snoring anyway. I think, oh, I'll read him a bedtime story. And I didn't have this then. So I'm just looking around. And of course, I haven't got many kids books, but I found a little poetry book. I think, okay, this, this looks pretty good. And I just flick through it quickly. And it looked all right on the page. It looked like a little interesting, amusing poem. So I started to read it to them, and it got dirtier.
1: <laughs> I, like, and dirtier. I thought it might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they loved it. They loved it. What so,
1: way, in what way did it? Well, it was like. I mean, it's a
0: famous poem. Right. It's, it, I think it's E.E. Cummings. Right. And I wonder which one it is. Yeah. I, well, I, I kind of know. It. It's that you get the idea. It's like, "Can I touch?" said he. "How much?" said she. So and it goes on like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. What's too far where you are? <laughs> yes, yeah, so the kids are giggling away, and I'm looking, thinking, God, I'm I really painted myself into a corner. How am I get out of this?
1: How did the sleepover go? It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. How I was mean, the snoring? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I snore.
0: Apparently, I do.
1: You're supposed to. You're supposed to more, be more likely to snore if you've got a fat neck. And you haven't got a fan neck, so I was maybe somebody's having you
0: on. I think it's my wife. So you did. You, this is your second kids' book, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. You, we did um, one called High in the Clouds, two thousand five. Oh, well remembered.
1: Oh, well, I've just read it. To be honest, exactly. Um, so would you another one in what twenty thirty three? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it's uh, it was a good experience writing this because it's good for your imagination and you know just having fun really yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the best thing about it though is I'm hearing back from people Yeah. hearing about it. I just spoke to an Australian guy who's got a seven month old and he reads it to the seven month old yeah. who giggles a lot so I mean I just like that idea that and then some par- another parent, another parents said oh you know my little daughter likes the horse in it so you're getting real feedback yeah, you yeah. know and I love just imagining them no, having a, a good sort of bedtime story.
1: It's it's beautifully illustrated by Catherine Durst, who's a, they say she's a rising star. I don't know. She her. is great. Did you did you how did you two get? Yeah,
0: um, the publishers. We had a bunch of meetings, obviously uh, doing this, and it came to the point where they said, "Well, who do you want to illustrate?" I said, like, oh, "I don't really know any." So they said, "Okay," and they got me four. Three were British and one was Canadian, that was Catherine who's the Canadian, so I'm madly trying to choose the British one I'm going, oh I love, that. but I I didn't, I liked Catherine's work better, Right. and I thought it's, it's fun, you know, it's very sort of uh, vibrant, so I thought, okay, I'm going to choose her, so I did and she's turned out to be really great amazing girl, we did a book launch, a book signing at uh, Waterstones in Piccadilly, and she was there. They, the publishers, flew her in from Canada, and I know. I looked at the window. It's a big, long window. It's, it's good, good, thirty feet long, old money. And um <laughs> I said, "That looks great. Wow!" I said, "What they do? They printed that up or something?" She said, "No, I painted it."
1: No way yeah, on the
0: window. It's like hand painted the cool whole that, thing. Then? She was up all night. Um The funny thing was, though, that. I said, can I have a phone number? You know, now she's going to be the illustrator. I'd like to talk. And they were very reluctant because I think they must have had trouble with previous authors. Right. You know, screwing it up, saying, no, he doesn't look like that. You know, his ears are bigger or whatever, you know. <laughs> so I said, no, I promise you, I'm not like that. Uh, I'll just talk to her. So it was good. We got a little bit of a relationship and uh, she, she did an amazing job. There's only one moment in it where I'm looking at the proofs and I'm thinking, I love the way she's drawn this and everything. It's great. And it's a bit where they're all uh, riding horses, all the kids and grand dude and the cowboy riding horses in uh, the desert. And I notice that none of the people have got their feet in the stirrups. And I'm going, I wonder if she's done that on purpose. So I, I rang up the publisher and said, nobody's got their feet in <laughs> The stirrups. <laughs> that, I think they're supposed to, you know, when you ride. Oh, I didn't and they said, well, yeah, no, no, it's okay now.
1: All right, said, she they changed corrected it. it. No way.
0: She corrected it. It was uh, early proof. So it wasn't intentional? No.
1: Maybe that's how they ride them in Canada. Maybe no,
0: it isn't. It's just she doesn't know what, she's not ridden. Really? So she doesn't know what those little funny bits do off a saddle.
1: Now, what people may not know about you is that you ca- you're a good drawer as well, aren't you? I'm not bad. Yeah, you're brilliant. Because I've got one of your sketches at home, mm. one of your little line drawings. Yeah, mm. I mean, you that that'd be that'd be nice, wouldn't it? If you if you did an,
0: another story with your own little line drawings. I don't know if I could illustrate a whole book or so. It's very nice of you to say that, but um, I hadn't thought of that. You've thrown up a lot of sorry, ideas sorry. here, Chris. <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry, you Paul. I, got me working for I, the next I, ten years. I, I can only apologise. Okay, so um, we're on the verge of Christmas. I know you love Christmas. Okay. Oh yeah. And I know. I've heard a whisper that mm. you're writing, helping write the musical version of It's a Wonderful Life. That's right. Where, where are we with that? Because that's, I mean, it's the greatest Christmas it film of all time. It is a great time.
0: film, yeah. We're very advanced, and I've written, I think, about 20 songs for it. And I work regularly with the guy who's doing the the book. And um, it's great. It's another of those things that's fresh, you know, what I do normally, my day job, is going, doing concerts, making records. But if an opportunity comes up to do something different, then it's great, it keeps our brain working, you know, oh God, how do we do this? Yeah. And I've no idea what's involved. And what happened really with that was I, I said to the uh, the guy who was going to put it on, uh, who's an old friend of mine from, from school in Liverpool, uh, I said, would the writer write up the first 20 minutes of how he sees this thing So, because I have no idea what, what what you want me to do I can't just sit down and go it's a wonderful life <laughs> you know like what do you need me to do so he said well they don't normally do that but he'll do it and he did he sent me the first few pages of the script and I was hooked I just thought oh yeah I could see that on stage Yeah. so and then from then on we just developed a good relationship we're getting on like a household. So,
1: 20 songs in, yeah. Mm. I mean, will they all make it?
0: Who knows? That's right. a good question. Right. But it's funny, actually, because I was talking to uh, the writer and the director uh, the other day, and they elbowed one of my songs. Oh, ouch. I said, Oh, <laughs> I said, it's fine by me. If you want to knock out a Paul McCartney song, <laughs> that's okay by me. <laughs>
1: Is that your favourite film of all time? I think it might be my favourite film it's, of all time. It's
0: one of the great films, isn't it? Yeah, and with, for this, you know, I, you watch it again, obviously, to yeah. just get the feel. It's it's a fabulous thing. And it's funny, I was when I was thinking of doing it, I happened to be with Elvis Costello and I said, I've been talking, I'm going to do this, and it's all based on a film, and da 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 and I'm, I'm going on, a, you know, at the end of it, we're having dinner, the end of the dinner, he says, what film is it? I said, well, it's a Wonderful Life he said oh my god he said it's got everything I said well how do you mean he said well it's got some kind of spirituality because there's an angel involved yeah. and he said it's got foreclosures yeah. so it's got all that kind of yeah. you know it's got a lot of stuff going for it so I mean that is one of my favourite films but I'd, probably The Girl Can't Help It is still my favourite really? which is the old rock and roll film but no, this is a brilliant film and uh, I always said I didn't want to do a musical, because I couldn't think of the story. Mm. I think you've got to have something good. You know, I say, you know, Mamma Mia works because you've got to work out which of the three fathers is the real dad. Yeah, There's something to hang it on, you know. But I could never think of that. So when this came along and he he presented the first sort of 20 minutes of it, I thought, oh, yeah, this is a really good story. It's going to hang together. Where will it be on first? Where will it premiere? I think we're hoping to do it in England, right? First, it'll be 21, right? 2021, I think. That's
1: really exciting, Paul. Seriously, it's really exciting. You writing the songs for the musical of "It's a Wonderful Life." It's so. It's, I mean, it's, it's all there, it's, isn't, it? It's there <laughs> if you want isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I can only get it wrong, but you know, <laughs> um, the thing is. I'm diving into it. We would yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. agreed to do this. I thought, I'm really not going to think about it too much. Yeah. I'm just going to think, okay, here we go. And just jump at it. And, you know, the first thing comes out, you know, if it doesn't quite work, then we, we can fix it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I've just been having fun, you know. And often the writer will give me some lyrics. Now, I've never done that. Well, except when I was working with John.
1: I was going to say that there
0: was that Beatles there was, period. There was a slight period there, wasn't there? Yeah. No, I've never I, done that. No, no. Chris, behave yourself. What I mean is no, nobody's ever just presented me with like a bunch of words on a paper yeah, yeah. in a collaboration. No, you don't know. you mean Bernie talking
1: you Elton John, that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I never, never had that, and I'd kind of been a bit <laughs> jealous of El- Elton. You know, Bernie just comes along, oh, I've got this idea, it's called Benny and the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Can you do anything with it? And you go, yeah, okay, ding, ding, ding. So, uh, so that's been a good aspect.
1: We, was looking, um, we were looking through Rotten Tomatoes, you know, the film site uh, for, mm. for movies last weekend. And I came across my, my eldest boy, Noah, who's 10, who he, he will love this and so will Eli, um, our seven-year-old. He said, "Dad, did any do any films get 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes?" Mm. And I said, "Yeah, they do." He said, "No way!" So mm. we started to go through them all. Mm. Do you know a Hard Day's Night gets ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Whoa. I haven't
0: seen it for ages. Hard Day's Never. Night. I've I've seen bits of it and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's not rotten. No, I know.
1: it's not Rod. I don't yeah. know why they call him Ron Somatos, yeah. they've got great... Have you seen Rocketman? No. Oh, you've got to see it. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? I
0: hear... Yeah, I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Right,
1: because I was looking forward to Bohemian Rhapsody more than Rocketman. Yeah. But then I, Rocketman is off the charts. Good.
0: So I hear it's He's really so good. yeah. good. Well, actually, funnily enough, the guy who wrote that is the guy I'm writing the musical no! with.
1: No! Oh, yeah, cool get out of there. That's great. Is it true? Have I imagined this? This is mm. purely selfish. This has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Did you write Let It Be and another m- mega Beatles song, but I don't know which, in the same day?
0: I doubt it.
1: I, I've, I must have dreamt it you, that you wrote, you wrote Hey Jude and Let It Be within four one before lunch one after lunch that never happened (laughs)
0: no no, no. that's impossible I think that's impossible yeah (laughs) and we're recording them Right. We, we recorded no, I get at that, that I pace get that. that's different yeah. but I'm glad to hear you dreaming of me
1: yeah no I'm always dream, always dreaming of Paul McCartney <laughs> Macca thanks a lot
0: okay well done
1: the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio thank you for downloading this special extra edition of the best of the Breakfast Show with Sky and if you haven't already you can subscribe for free to get our best bits every week
0: cool fact